Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 123rd episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast, the flagship podcast of thepopbreak.com. Happy Labor Day weekend. Uh, I hope you're sitting back enjoying uh, an ice cold beverage, uh, some barbecue, and you're listening to this podcast where we are not talking about football, like I mentioned last week when I forgot what the episode was going to be. Uh, turns out that our, our good buddy Ben Murkison had to go get married. So congratulations to Ben, and he had to do it in Vegas. I mean, I guess if you have to get married, do it in Vegas. And, of course, Marshall Stevenson was also supposed to be a part of this, but he's actually covering Dragon Con. So go follow him on Twitter. He's going to cover. He's going to be covering that. So instead, we decided to invite before, for their final podcast before they become a wedded union. Uh, you might have heard them two weeks ago on our She-Hulk Attorney at Law podcast. Uh, they are also the co-hosts of the Not Couple Goals podcast, which airs on our breakcast feed. Uh, spoiler alert, in October, I will be joining them to talk about the movie Ghost, which was playing while my wife was giving birth to my daughter. Wild stories abound. So without any further ado, we're doing a little different this week. Here is Allie Nelson and Tyler McCarthy. Welcome back to the show so quickly two weeks yeah thank you yeah thank you for having us back we love being here and we love talking marvel and uh we love we love doing things that aren't planning a wedding uh bill had some sound advice if you have to get married just do it in vegas the thoughts are going to creep into your head like will our parents get mad what if we upset they're all going to be upset anyway just elope just go to the courthouse or just ask Bill Bodkin to be licensed in your state and he can do it for free 99. Uh, just ask my co-host Al Manorino, my managing editor, once again, back from his journey, trying to find both love and thunder. Uh, he is back. And yes, I did his wedding many a year ago on the hottest day of all time <laughs> in the state of New Jersey. Al, um, I I hope you had a great time uh, searching for Love and Thunder. How are you doing? Are you good? You're- I'm good, man. I'm, ex- I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk some Marvel with some people that I really like and you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it should be a great time. Yes, we are talking Marvel this week. Um, the reason what we're going to be talking about, we're talking about the future of the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. The reason... I chose this out of the blue as one, I couldn't talk football. And two, because D23 is uh, going to be happening while our co- while our guests are getting married. <laughs> the Marvel announcements, as they say, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may now kiss. They're going to tell us who the Fantastic Four are. <laughs> I right. swear this might be happening in real time. But we're going to be talking about and also that the announcement was made that Ben Kingsley is going to be returning to the MCU as Trevor Slattery in the Wonder Man TV series. So I thought what better way to do to what better thing to talk about than just stunt casting. And the best part of this is we have Allie who's actually casted people in like important things in the world of television. So getting, getting the, 
I mean, it's not me casting a a, a commercial, a fake commercial that ended up on YouTube for five minutes. I'm saying you actually have something that aired on TV. So getting your perspective is going to be awesome. And Tyler, of course, you are the magical boy. So we always love having you. So and then there's Al, uh, who has (laughs) his wealth of knowledge of just about everything and just about nothing. So let's get into it. When I bring up Trevor Slattery, that's where I want to start. I recently, actually yesterday, I just watched his one shot on Disney Plus called uh, All Hail the King. All Hail the King, which is great. It is fantastic. It'll take you five to ten minutes to watch it. Uh, Ties into uh, Shang-Chi, which I think everyone will really enjoy. So that's my first question is, let's look at side characters from the MCU. Like Trevor Slattery. We saw him for the first time in Iron Man 3, so we thought it was the villain. Spoilers, there's going to be a lot of them in this podcast. And of course, he re- returns in Shang-Chi uh, because he was captured by the actual Mandarin. Uh, to And he ends up helping our heroes uh, find the lost city that I forgot and I have to talk about on a podcast in two weeks. Uh, so let's talk about some of our characters of who we'd like to see when I mention these people, and do you think we actually will see them return? So, guys, this is kind of going to be a lightning round. Uh, well, first one we're going to start with is FBI agent Jimmy Woo, as played by Randall Park. We first saw him in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then returned for WandaVision. Uh, guys, I'm going to start with Tyler. I'll start with you. Would you want Jimmy Woo back, and do you actually see him returning? Uh, 100% I want Jimmy Woo back. I love Randall Park. I love him as Jimmy Woo. I think getting to see that character fleshed out a little bit across two movies and WandaVision was great. As for whether or not we'll see him again, yeah, he's got that new Netflix show about Blockbuster coming out, but I don't think he's too busy to reprise Jimmy Woo. I think it's a a possibility, and I'm not alone in in wanting to see that, I don't think. Uh, Allie, how about you? Yes, I definitely want to see him back. I really fell for him uh, with Always Be My Maybe. He won me over like hardcore with that. He's so charming. I think he's so effortlessly funny. Like just anything he says is funny. He's got a dry sense of humor. And I think he adds a little bit of levity to any sort of projects that he's in for the MCU. So, and they need that with all of their projects. So I think he's, he's definitely a welcome addition to any sort of movie TV show anytime they want to bring him on. He is my number one with a bullet choice. Um, also, if you have never seen his work in Young Rock, he's actually pretty funny in that too. Um, Jimmy Woo is one of the great characters. The close-up magic is amazing. Uh, I wonder if we do see him in The Secret Invasion. I wonder if somehow he gets tied into that. We are going to be talking. That's more based with Nick Fury, more governmental stuff. Also, I've always been you know, a Marvel X-Files with Jimmy Woo. And a team would be great. Al, you are very, uh, you know, entrenched in stuff that's happening in comic books to this day. Do you see Jimmy Woo coming back? And is there anything that you could see him fitting into? Yeah. So I remember when he was uh, like reintroduced in WandaVision, the internet went like ballistic because he's amazing. And uh, it was such a good fit for him. And I know uh, a a friend of mine on Twitter um, I think it's Steven or Stefan. I don't remember actually how to say his name, but he's an actor, director. Um, he actually went viral that uh, saying like, oh, I want to see Jimmy Woo in like an X-Files like show for the for Marvel. 
and uh, it got all the way to Marvel and he actually pitched that kind of idea to them. Uh, I don't know what's come from it. I don't think anything, but like, that's exactly what I want. And I think that's a free idea for Marvel. I don't know how free at this point, but I think that's it's a no brainer. It could be um, something that is less, you know, episodic, more anthology based and they can you know play around with some of like the zealous characters that they have i think it'd be a lot of fun it would i think it would be a great uh thing to have it like because I, I know there's this rumored uh halloween special this werewolf by night halloween special which if it doesn't happen our podcast editor alex i don't know what will happen to him he may explode um he's just he needs this in his life to happen for scheduling purposes um i would love to see some sort of Halloween horror anthology with Jimmy Woo of just like like a Scooby Doo type thing with him. And I think it would be fantastic. I'd watch that. Uh let's move on to a character who has had a lot of cameos throughout the MCU. Most recently, I believe had a vocal cameo in Thor Love and Thunder. That was uh Stellan Skellen Stellan Skarsgards. Stellan Skateboards. Stellan Skateboards. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Or uh, as uh, Nick Miller would call him, Jimmy Snips. Um, Eric Selvig. We heard him uh, uh, on Thor Love and Thunder. Do we think this is the end of the road for Eric? Or are we going to hear more from him? I'm going to go in reverse order. Uh, Al. Yeah, I think he's just one of those like like on the bench characters slash actors that they have where they could just like, hey, do you have like 10 minutes? We need you in Atlanta to film something real quick. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Get just pay me my uh my money. Uh yeah, I think we're always gonna just see him every so often. Um, because he's a lot of fun and he's you know, he's always game, which is pretty great. I'm actually gonna say no. I think we're secret evasion. That's, um, that's a good person to do it for. Son of a bitch, Al. I know. But I'm going to say no because I have to stick to my guns. Because uh, I feel like there's going to be other people that are going to be popping up, other people within the science world that I guess they could use. Or I don't know. I could just see them moving on, especially if we never, if Thor is not going to be as heavily involved, I could see him just kind of fading into the background. Uh, Tyler. Um, Probably. I, do I want to see him? Do I think he'd come around again? Yeah, like Gal said, he's on the bench and he's always game, which good good for that actor. I love when people are game like that. As for if I want to see him, I think he's run his course. I think Same. we've been hitting diminishing returns with him. They never quite knew what to do with him across the movies. He's he's brilliant. He's crazy. He's both. And I think there any any screen real estate that he could take up, I'd like to see other side characters take up. Allie, why don't you close us out on Eric? Selvig, played by the actor whose name I shall not repeat. <laughs> I, I enjoy Stellar Skates board as a, as an actor, and I, I think he's charming and everything, but um, I do think that there are so many super genius scientists, doctors, that maybe we don't necessarily need him to come back. Uh, there's just so many other people that can say whatever he's going to say. And I do feel like he has sort of, you know, had his journey. He's been crazy. He's not crazy anymore. I don't think, you know, he, he's sort of, he's figuring his stuff out. Uh, so I don't necessarily think that we need like a big arc. I mean, if anything, we would need kind of a big arc to figure out what he's doing. And that would be too much for him. I agree. He's kind of uh, like Wong. They could just always go to him. Like, what's up Wong? Oh yeah, I'm just chilling. Like, like I don't know if you guys seen She-Hulk yet, but Wong. <laughs> he was in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. Yeah, so um, it's just like I don't know. Again, he's on the bench. Wong is like like sixth man of the year. 
Like that's that's Juan. Juan is for all my New York Yankees fans from the '90s. He's the Luis Soho of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Do you need him in a pinch to get a hit? Call Wong. Um, let's, keeping in that Thor world, Darcy Lewis is played by Kat Dennings. Of course, we saw her for a, a few seconds in Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, Allie, do you want to see Darcy back? She had a big role in WandaVision. I wasn't a huge fan of how she was such a big part of the finale of WandaVision, um, but I enjoyed her and Jimmy together. Do you like Darcy as a character? And do you think, would you want to see her back or do you see her coming back? I do enjoy her. I like a sarcastic woman. So I enjoy that she has that quality. I, I, I enjoy her as an actress. I do think, I mean, I think that now that she's sort of found a little bit of a world outside of Natalie Portman and, you know, the whole uh, area there, I think she could kind of team up with Jimmy Woo if we saw him come in. So she's sort of figuring out her own maturity, like what she's going to be doing. I would like to see what she's doing. Uh, I just want to clarify what I didn't like about her character was that she ends up taking out, as we called him on the podcast, General Douchebag, the head of S.W.O.R.D. And when it should have been Monica, I have nothing wrong, nothing wrote no issues with the character itself i just hated that they made that creative decision although i think that was due to covid and scheduling tyler uh yeah i I, similar to ali i I like her a lot i think she kat dennings is pretty reliable like charm and comedy uh and i think wandavision sort of allowed her to graduate from like scrappy intern to full-on capable character in her own right so yeah, I'd like to see her be part of like the little X-Files super team going forward. I think her character can interact with a lot of characters in this universe and it would be really funny. Specifically, I'm thinking, I believe Aquafina's character in uh, uh, Shang-Chi was Katie. I think they would make yeah. a cute pair together. It definitely, uh, yes, I, I agree. Uh, Al, your thoughts? I can always use some more Darcy. She's fantastic. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the way that they use her now in uh, like WandaVision. Uh, I wanted more of her in Love and Thunder. I think that movie is like like 30 minutes cut that are like absolutely needed. And I think she may have been a little more of a role. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it, again, you spin off Jimmy Woo. That's that's your uh, that's your 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 duo right there. That's who I want to see. They play well off each other. She's really fun. She's like female Louise kind of, where she's kind of commenting on what's happening in the MCU and is kind of being the the fan inside the MCU. So uh, yeah, give me more Darcy. Just like Ned is guy in the chair, Darcy is gal in the chair, and I think that's the perfect role for her. Um, she was great in WandaVision until they made that creative choice and had nothing to do with the performance. So yeah, I definitely would love to see more of her. And I definitely think we will see more of her. Speaking of people who are close to my heart, my boy, Korg, as voiced by Taika Waititi. I love Korg so much. And I know that is a controversial statement for many who did not like his overuse in Love and Thunder. Uh, I thought he was underused in Love and Thunder. However, I don't see him coming back. I think we may have seen the last of Korg, um, especially since he and Dwayne had a lovely child together. I think he is off somewhere in a galaxy far away. I don't think we see Korg come back. Al, Korg, I know you're a fan, but is this is it a time up for uh, our, our, our favorite rock guy? Time's up for Korg. Uh, no, I, I think I think you're right. I think, you know, we got a B 
big heaping of Korg where he was literally the narrator of a movie, which is fantastic. And I think they used him well, uh, gave him a happy ending. So I don't foresee seeing Korg for a while. I think he'll probably show up in one of the, the next Avengers movies. Just, you know, he's just fun. It, there's going to be a, a, a necessity for levity at some point, And we're going to we're going to have to throw it back to Korg. See, I think that's why Kingo is there from I like Camille Nanjiani. I think he's going to be who they unless they just like we're never going to talk about the Eternals again. <laughs> I kind of what it feels like. Well, there are rumors there is an Eternals too, but uh, we'll see. I'm fine with it. Yeah, as well. the movie uh, is very okay. Uh, Ali Korg, you love uh, him. You want him back. Well, as a side note, they did talk about Kingo in Ms. Marvel, so he got a little mention in there. Oh, yeah. They Wait, mentioned that uh, she was a fan of, his, or his mo- her mom was a fan of his dad, which is really Kingo. And that oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, I, I um, no, I hadn't seen Eternals, so I totally didn't get that reference, and I just saw it like three days ago. So I'm like, it ah. was. It was also like a, a blink and you'll miss it thing. My my lovely Bollywood loving uh, future wife caught it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but when it comes to Korg, I, I loved Korg in Ragnarok. I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was perfectly used in that movie. I did agree that I think he was a little overused in Love and Thunder. Um, so I feel like we're, we're never going to see him in that sort of huge capacity again. I think he may pop in and out like occasionally, and maybe we'll get a little peek of him, him doing like little cameos and other projects, but I, I don't think he'll be a, a major character the way that he was in that movie. Well, Tyler. Uh, yeah, I agree. Especially since, you know, it's nothing's confirmed, but it does seem like Taika Waititi had some creative issues with the larger Marvel team. So getting him to come in and do and like reprise that role might be challenging, but I do think if, you know, if we get some good comedy people in a future Disney plus series or something like that, I could see him doing like a brief voiceover cameo, but other than that, yeah, we're probably putting Korg on ice for a little bit. Here's a, uh, um, Let's say here's one I think that it's the the actor was great, the character was great, but I think it this was a one and done, and that is the swordsman, uh, from played by Tony Dalton in Hawkeye. Um, uh, Allie, I'm going to start with you. Your thoughts on the swordsman, and do we see him uh, swashbuckle his way back into our hearts in anything in the future of the MCU? I actually really hope that we do because I I wasn't as on board with him until the final episode. And then I thought he was really cool in that. So I feel like why, why make him be so cool if you're not going to use him again? I do think that there's other places for him because he's sort of, he's not quite a hero and we love anti-heroes. So I do think we could see him pop up again and he's so charming. Like why not? Al, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to, I'm going to switch up a bit. Al, I know you do love Tony Dalton. You're a better call Saul guy. Um, tell me, do we get more, do we get more Tony? Tony Tony Dalton is one of the absolute coolest actors on the planet. I want to see him in everything. Uh, I definitely want to see him back in the MCU. What I hope they do with him is we now know there's a Thunderbolts movie coming. It would be great if he is just in it, then like not announced and like they just put him in the team. Um, that would be amazing. I think he would be fantastic because like the Thunderbolts are like the way that they're setting them up. They're not, they're not all villains. They're like anti-heroes, right? We are going to get into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think 
he would be a fun addition as like uh, they're building the team and he was not previously announced in like or shown in the trailers. I think that would be really fun way to blend both the TV world and the the uh, cinematic world. Tyler. Um, I I loved him in the Hawkeye series. I loved that the series essentially ended with learning that he wasn't a villain. He's, he just ain't quite right. Uh, and I think that's so funny. I don't know if we're going to get, it did seem like the casting and the character were, were written with a one and done mindset. Like you said, Bill, that said for poor Kate Bishop, who I hope we get a lot more of her whole hero's journey was essentially orphaning herself. And I would love it if he sort of stayed in her orbit as like a weird father figure on like a phone call or zoom call or something like that. But as for a big Thunderbolts thing, I'm, I'm not so sold or not so sure I would be sold. Let's talk about uh, someone I added uh, at the last possible second. And I don't know if I put it in the regular show notes or not, but let's talk about the red guardian played by David Harbor from black widow. Do we see him showing up and where would this guy fit in that it, it uh, for me, it is. I love David Harbor. This character was hilarious. I just don't know where he fits. I mean, if you could find a place, put him in it, but I just don't know if they're going to have a place for him. And scheduling with stranger things, season five to the final season, it could be an issue. So I'm going to lead towards no on David Harbor. Uh, Allie. Red Guardian, David Harbour. Do you see him coming back? I, I would love to see him come back. I did think he was really great. He was really funny. Uh, I agree where I'm not quite sure if he fits. I think if he fit anywhere, I'd like to see him interact with the Winter Soldier with Bucky Barnes because he had that lie he kept telling about fighting Captain America when it was impossible for him to have. So I think it would be funny to see him have to kind of interact with another super soldier and see what kind of like bravado he would have. What about you, Tyler? Uh, yes, yeah, same. I don't know where he would fit in or if David Harbour's available in any reasonable amount of time. Uh, but similarly, I'd like to, I would like to see him cross paths with uh, John Walker and like finally get the chance to fight Captain America, except this time, like, we want red guardian to win. I think that's if, if I were going to bring him back, that's how I'd do it. I'll close this out on the red guardian. I mean, I think Tyler kind of stole it slash nailed it. I think it'd be really fun. Again, put him in the Thunderbolts and have him fight John Walker, but mistake him for captain America. <laughs> and then when he finds out that he's not captain America, he's very upset. And that's why he joins the Thunderbolts, so he could go fight Captain America. Uh, no, I think Tyler, yeah, Tyler totally nailed that. I think it's the perfect place for him. He seems really game for just about anything. Harbor can like literally retire probably off Stranger Things money, but he loves acting. He loves to be in all these things. He was really kind of upset about how bad Hellboy bombed. I think Red Guardian is kind of his one piece of the you know the genre left and with stranger things ending i think he could probably return to the character going on one end of the emotional spectrum to the other is isaiah bradley from falcon and the winter soldier this is played by carl lumbly uh of course isaiah if you don't remember was a super soldier 
who was imprisoned by the U.S. and, and tortured by the U.S. government, told every, his family was told he was dead and until his name was vindicated by Sam Wilson in the final episode of that series. Um, Al, I'll start with you. Isaiah Bradley, do we now, now let me try and play a little different with this. Isaiah Bradley, do we get a flashback somehow to an to the Isaiah Bradley story? Do we get a prequel version of him where it's not played by Carl Lumley? Or do we see him come back maybe in the new Captain America movies, even if it is a small part? I mean, I think that's unlikely. I think they kind of used him perfectly in um, Captain America or Falcon and the, the Winter Soldier. I think they used him perfectly in that. I, I, I'd love to see him back in some capacity. I think maybe in like what if or if they find another way to do that's a good way. Another way to do, uh, again, like these kind of anthology animated stuff, um, you know, they could even do a whole show about it, but I, I doubt they would. I don't know if they want to keep dwelling on the fact that um, America sucks and has a history of sucking. Um, but I don't know. I think we could see him back in some capacity. I just don't think it's going to be in live action. Tyler, what about you? Um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it would be a good idea to bring him back. Maybe in the Captain America like four movie where Sam Wilson's the front runner, we see that they've kept in touch. That's about all I'd really want to see because I think the whole point of his presence was sort of like Al said to show that America, this superhero story, the image of our heroes is not all it's cracked up to be. It's a facade in many ways. And you know, I think by bringing him back in any capacity, they give him a chance to like be heroic, redeem himself, but he doesn't need to be redeemed. Everyone around him needs to be redeemed. So giving him like a hero story takes away from the sting of like, no, like rub your nose in this. You, you screwed up. This is uh, a blemish on history. And even if it's a fictional history, like it has very real parallels. So Leave it as it is. Leave it as the blemish on the world, on the MCU history as it should be, and let our characters learn from it. Allie? So I was a big fan of Carl Lumley back from Alias, so I was very excited to see him come here. Um, but I do agree. I think even with a prequel, like casting a different actor, I think then you're you're going to have to live up to like the nuance and just the, the, the wonderful job that HBO's Watchmen series did with dealing with race and, and racism and superheroes. Oh, yeah. I think it would that's such a hard thing to live up to. And to have that already set the bar, I think it would be really hard to have to then come in and try and do something like that, like a prequel with him. Al, let's make a note that in December we should do a three-year anniversary podcast of Watchmen because wow, having watched that and everything we've just gone through for the past few years, what a perspective we'll have. What a great idea. Thank yes. you, Ali. Just you should be one of the producers on this show. Uh, <laughs> here's one I think we could all get behind. Uh, again, going from an opposite end of an emotional spectrum. Goose! <laughs> the the flurkin. We're getting um, him. We're getting him. We can skip this one. We're getting the marbles. Come on. Right. I, just, I had to throw it out there. I wanted someone to be like, come on. Uh, let's talk about uh, Agent 13. Uh, Sharon Carter. We saw her. At the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, saying she was going to be trading government secrets, but doesn't mean we're going to see her again, because where does she fit into everything? So, Ali, I'll start with you. Agent 13, Sharon Carter, are we going to see her again? Do you want her to come back? 
think we'll see her again because I think they set something up for her. I think she was really boring to me throughout her uh, appearances up until she kind of turned and and became a bit of a traitor and showed a little bit of a uh, like a mercenary side. I don't find the actress super engaging. Like I watched her on Revenge and everything. I find her a little boring. So I'm not super excited about the idea of seeing her again, but I do think they set something up where she's going to be coming back. That's my guess. For those wondering, that is Emily Van Camp uh, is the name of the actress who I had to Google it because I totally forgot. Uh, Tyler. Uh, Yeah, same. I loved her turn. I thought that was very interesting in a show that sort of had a lot of like, questioning who your heroes really are plucking someone like that from the movies who was so close to captain america and turning them uh, i think was very poignant that said yeah the actresses she does she doesn't have zemo power she doesn't have leading a movie as its villain power so i think she might show i would love to see her maybe show up again to like buttress kingpin or something like that like be a villain's like go to or something like that but i don't think we're gonna see her as like a big bad just a bad one word scroll that's what i (laughs) she's a scroll i think that's 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 the whole shebang um al yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs) it's probably it's it's probably that i mean if, if if she's not a part of uh cap four then I could see her being a bigger part of Secret Invasion, being one of the like, ah, she's probably a scroll. Like, obviously, it's such a big heel turn for a character, probably the biggest, as uh, as, as Bill has smiles from ear to ear. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I Amanda think. Amanda and uh, I have, have finally broken you. you no, know, you definitely did. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think um, it's it, unless she's a red herring of like, you put her in Secret Invasion, turns out she's not a scroll. Um, I think that's logically it could be she could be in secret evasion and our final one before we just throw in our uh, you know if we have our own suggestions the final one I have is the Scarlet Scarab aka Layla played by May Kalamui from Moon Knight of course if you don't remember the end of Moon Knight I don't blame you it feels like five years ago when that show came out Um, of course Tyler was on a review series of that at the end she does get powers much like Mark uh, and she turns into a character, which if you look in the comics, is known as the Scarlet Scarab. And she probably was, to my opinion, one of the cooler characters from Moon Knight. Um, if there's a Moon Knight season two, yes, she will be back. If not, I could see them just kind of a fleeting reference. That's what I see, unfortunately. And that would be a bummer because I think she's a great character. Um, Al, what about you? I. I don't know what the the future of Moon Knight is going to be. I don't know if this was just oh. an introduction to the character and then we're going to get him interacting with, you know, the larger, uh, you know, Midnight Suns kind of thing. But I, I think it's a disservice if we don't get her back. She was pretty great, uh, especially at the end when they, you know, kind of finally utilized uh, the Layla character. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, they set up Moon Knight for a season two. I think we'll get her in season two. Allie, what about you? Um, I really hope we get, if there's no Moon Knight season two, I hope we get her in another way. Cause I actually really loved her turn. I thought she did a great job all the way through. It could have been, it was an easy show where like a side character like her could have kind of fallen to the wayside, but I think she did a great job of just really establishing herself, really 
uh, like going toe to toe with everybody that she needed to. And I really hope we see, I love Mae Callumway. I think that she does a great job. She's great on Rami. And I would love to see her be able to interact with other characters, maybe interact with Ms. Marvel, kind of show how multicultural and, and what it's like to be, you know, a woman in this world, like as she kind of needs like a little bit of a role model there. Well, Tyler, you are our resident fictional <laughs> Egyptologist. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I similarly would love to see her back. She was su- she was like such a bright spot on that show that at times was a bit of a slog to get through. And I also think there was a moment in the finale where she's full on using her powers in public. And this optimistic child is like, are you a Egyptian like female superhero? And she's like, yeah. And then if, if she was never seen again in the MCU, that poor optimistic kid suddenly becomes one of the most tragic figures of this franchise. Like, yeah, it is. We've finally given you a Egyptian lady superhero, but she's going to go ahead and take a back seat for the next, I don't know, decade. Like that promises were made with that beautiful scene. And I would like to see them come to fruition. And this one is just an open forum. Is there any other side character that you guys would love to see come back into the MCU. Al, I got one. Been saying it for years. From everyone's favorite movie, Iron Man 2, I want more Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer is the shit. Uh, our friend uh, Nando, Nando from Nando V Movies, uh, biggest Justin Hammer fan. Uh, he once cosplayed as him. Yeah, uh, I think more than once, by the way. Yeah, his photo is a, uh, his like a little Twitter image. I took that photo at Comic-Con uh, when he was cosplaying. So no, huge, huge fan of of the character and the actor. Uh, I think he's so much fun. I think Armory Wars would be uh, the ideal place for him. Um, you know, if Neil Blomsky uh, can get back into the picture, I think we can get Justin Hammer back into the picture. So Justin fucking Hammer, let's go. Ali or Tyler, anyone uh, popping out for you guys? Um, I would like to see Ghost from, uh, what was it, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. I she was a really cool fighter and you know i don't quite know what's happening with her now they cured the the thing that was plaguing her that was sort of her power i don't know how much control she has over it but i would like to see her again i would like to see her fight i'd like to see her have control over her power so both hammer and ghost are rumored for um the uh i was gonna say the iron heads the thunderbolts jesus christ i'm terrible at remembering names but those are rumored characters to return for that movie Tyler, do you got anyone? Yeah, I got two. One's a quick one, just because I think he he consistently nails it every time, but that's Luis from Ant-Man. I think Michael Pena always does a great job. I love seeing those like montages where he's telling a story lightning fast. So he can be slotted in anywhere, in my opinion. But the more serious one I have, and hopefully we'll actually get it given what's happening with She-Hulk, but I would like to see Foggy Nelson brought back in some capacity, I think. Um I really love that character in the Netflix Daredevil series. I love that he is a non-superpowered person who has all of the valor and carries the weight of responsibility for justice that like these heroes tend to carry. Uh, I think that just makes him so interesting. And now that we're in the middle of She-Hulk with a you know big lawyer show, uh, I think it'd be the perfect time to really add him in as much as I love daredevil. I would also be very excited to see, I believe Eldon Hansen is his name back as foggy Nelson. Cause he did a great damn job. Mighty ducks. Alum. Um, 
As for me, my, my favorite character will never come back, and that's Yondu. I always want somehow if we can get fucking Yondu back in there. I would love it, but we're not gonna. Uh, so my second pick would be Sylvester Stallone from his character from Guardians 2. Uh, because I really, th- and Michelle Yeoh and that whole crew of Ravagers, uh, because that was the theory for um, Volume 3, that they were going to be part of this. We have no idea if they're going to be part of this. So I really hope they are going to be in it. And I think you could probably carry a few of them over, especially since we're going to find out some of the Guardians are not returning. There's some people I'm sure you can hold over. Let's move into our next segment where we're just going to talk real quick about uh, some production, some returning characters. So we're going to do real quick with this uh, and then uh, and we're going to have a directing question. So the first directing question I have for you guys is it was announced uh, that the director of Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, um, uh, just kidding, uh, Destin Daniel, oh Christ, come on. <laughs> Destin Daniel Cretton is going to be doing the Kang Dynasty. So in the second, uh, there is, a, of course, there's always a second part, Avengers, uh, to end out this phase, this uh, multiverse saga. We don't have a director attached to that, and that might be one of the rumors that D23, we're going to find out. Who do you guys want to see as the director? I'm going to go first and go for the super easy one because I think he's going to be great. Ryan Coogler has my vote. If it's going to be Secret Wars, it is going to be this huge battle world type thing. There's no one I want directing that chaos more and finding an emotional core to it than Ryan Coogler. Um, Tyler, who would you want directing this? Sure. Uh, boy, this, this is really not my forte is picking who would like direct things, but I went with uh, John Watts just because right now in the MCU, I believe far from home, not far from home, no way home is still one of the most, if not the most successful. And that required juggling even more than I would say like Joss Whedon had to do in the 2012 Avengers. You're bringing all of these characters together for something unprecedented. He did it with like Spider-Man from different movies without being too meta and winking and all of that. And I think that would be really good. That said, I believe he was in contention for Fantastic Four and then that fell out. And now Matt Shankman's the hot name for that. So I also think, you know, Shankman would do well because WandaVision, another thing where we are talking incredibly heavy ideas executed very, very well on screen. So either of those two, I would be pretty happy with. Al. Oh, man. It's tough because... Um, you mentioned Watts, he dropped out. So I feel like uh, a fantastic four. So I feel like if he can't handle the fantastic four, how is he going to handle the entire MCU uh, potentially with secret wars and then alternate realities and all this kind of stuff. I think you bring it back to the OG. I think you bring it back to Johnny Fabs. Give me John Favreau. He started it all. Let's bring him back for uh, Secret Wars. He hasn't had a chance to make a team up movie. Not that he might have any interest in it, but like, I mean, the guys made these huge spectacles, especially with Disney, with with the uh, with the Jungle Book and Lion King, and now with the Mandalorian. He's doing these like crazy epics, right? And he's breaching into you know multiple giant character territory. 
I think he can, uh, I think he could be a good person for it. Uh, but I also would love to see someone creative as like, like super, super like out there creative. Like I just saw everything everywhere all at once. Give it to da- the Daniels. Holy crap. That would be an amazing movie. Uh, but yeah, it's gotta be a mix of like, you know, someone who knows the source material, loves the source material, like Johnny Fabs or someone like super bonkers, crazy out there. Like the the Daniels, I think it'd be really, really cool. Allie, who do you got? I love the idea of the Daniels. I think that's great. As I loved everywhere, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Um, it was Same. one of my favorite movies that I think I've seen in like five years. Um, actually, I think I would like to see, I loved Ms. Marvel. And I know Adil uh, El Arbi and Bilal Falah. They did such a great job with bringing in the cartoonish aspects and just had a really imaginative take there that I really want to see more from them. They they got, you know, Batgirl taken from them. I want to see what they can do with a superhero movie. That would be really cool. Good pick. All very interesting points. Now, let's just go. This will be real quick. I've seen of characters we've known from the MCU, whether it be from the Netflix series, whether it be from the MCU proper. Um Will we see them again in their own project? Like, how are we going to see these characters? The first one I have is Thor. At the end of Thor Love and Thunder, we saw Thor will return. And there is the story that both Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth looked at each other in theater and went, really? Um, That's not reassuring, (laughs) unless it's a complete work, uh, which is another wrestling term. But do we see Thor? reappear in the mcu my opinion i don't know if we see another thor headlining film but i feel like although they did set that up with hercules at the end my only thought could be if they do that's the last time thor's a headliner he takes over the zeus role and he then becomes like a background character and maybe he comes in to help save the day in the final avengers movie but for me it's I'm 50 50 on Thor. Uh, Al, I'm sure you have a definitive answer <laughs> for this and you know exactly where it's going. Not definitive, but he, I would say he's definitely back. I just don't know how it's it, they could just keep them in their back pocket for, again, the two Avengers movies that are coming out. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely not the last time we've seen Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Um, I don't know if it's even the last time we've seen Natalie Portman as Thor <laughs> because I don't know how things work anymore. Uh, we literally saw uh, Valhalla in uh, Thor Love and Thunder and we're dealing with Secret Wars. Uh, so, yeah, anything is uh, on the table at this point. But uh, I would say for certainty, Thor is back. Allie. I think we'll probably see Thor again. I don't want to see dad Thor though. Like, I feel like anytime you add like that dad aspect, I get really, I'm not into it. I I hated the mummy returns with the annoying kid. I hate when they oh, he was yeah. the worst. Yeah. The, the second uh, Zorro movie. I love the first Zorro movie. They had a kid in the second one. The second one's horrible. I don't really, I feel that it adds a level of cringe. It adds a level of cheesiness. So I don't necessarily need to see like dad Thor. But I mean, I do think we're probably going to see him again. Hey, dads are cool," said yeah, someone. I think, not, given not the podcast, dad. Ron, I think you may you more mean to say you hate precocious kids instead of heroic dads, right? No, I didn't say I hate dads. I don't. I don't like when they add a child I, in the movie. I am a hundred percent in Allie's corner. Precocious kids in films genuinely, genuinely, and genuinely suck. Um, Tyler, 
Although my seven-year-old was like, I want to see more of her. And I'm just like, oh, I hope she's not pretentious. Dad's going to hate it. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I think Chris Hemsworth is down. The promise at the end of that movie was that Thor will return. I don't know if it's going to be his own headlining movie, like you said, Bill, but I think he'd be down for like a cameo. The trouble there is where, where do you put Thor? I, I mean, I imagine maybe Avengers a couple years away, Chris. Hemsworth. Right. Um, you can't Thor. Thor, he's very powerful. He's got to be a plot point when he shows up. Okay. Um, let's see. What about, let's go to someone who wasn't very popular in the MCU, Iron Fist. <laughs> Do we ever see Iron Fist? I'm going to go right to Tyler. Boo. No, that show. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. There, I got him pissed. I got him pissed. An article came out a while back that said Finn Jones, who, who really, I can't imagine not putting your heart and soul into this role. He did not want to like show up for fight training. You know who did show up for fight training? Jessica Henwick, who played Colleen. I think Iron Fist ended with Colleen kind of inheriting the Iron Fist power. Spoiler alert. I think let's bring back Colleen and pretend Finn Jones never goddamn existed in this universe. Cinematic universe, not life. <laughs> yes, um, of course. Yes. Yeah, the, the actor, I'm sure, is a fine, and I'll say fine person. Wow. Wow. It's the saltiest I've ever seen Tyler. Everyone um, works so hard on those shows. It's just so apparent, his apathy to be Iron Fist. <laughs> Ali, I don't know if you share your fiance's, um, you know, uh, bile for her for Iron Fist, but I'll let I do. I, I I was not. I, mean, I was mad about the casting as soon as it happened because I don't think we need as much as like obviously the source material has like this white dude learning martial arts. I don't think we need that over and over again. As somebody that's Indian, I'm sick of seeing like oh white person comes and takes your culture and does it better than you. So I was very much. I would I would have loved to have seen an Asian American person, somebody that's half Asian, something that would be interesting seeing them being able to show that cultural side. Um, hey, you didn't like the whitest dude possible being gas. <laughs> no, I was so, and I also like, we saw him walking down the street and I was so angry at the show that I wanted to fight him to prove I could beat him up. That's how you much I hated the show. Perfect for each other. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely perfect. For their vows, their vows are just the ways that they want to physically <laughs> harm Finn Jones, whatever his name is. Well, even the, the show <laughs> abandoned him. Like they made it in Defenders. They make him like the damsel in distress because they knew Iron Fist sucked. They, you know, at the end of the series, they take it away and they focus on the side character that should have just been the main character character and they give her the iron fist because they knew finn joe's was unworthy and that iron fist sucked so i don't want to see him again no but i want to see her i'm so glad I included iron fist. she's gonna be my wife in nine days and i'm so happy about it crushing crushing it that is couple goals right there <laughs> al you i think you wrote a review of iron fist for us uh saying hey the second season isn't as much of an abomination as the first Still, do you want to see Iron Fist back? No, no. I mean, I think it'd be funny for people who absolutely, I mean, like, especially, you know, uh, after like Endgame, they're like, oh, we, you, oh, you hate Thor too? We're going to make it crucial to the plot. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like it's almost like, oh, let's just stick it to the people who, um, you know, shit on this all the time. And also Marvel's good at poking fun at themselves. So like even with She-Hulk, um, you know, acknowledging that Mark Ruffalo is uh, uh, the second Bruce Banner Hulk, um, you know, replace, you know, replacing Edward Norton. Um, I th- think there's something there. If not, just br- just bring a, is it Jessica? Is it Chadwick? Henwick. 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 Uh, she's been crushing it. She's going to be in the Knives Out sequel. She was in the new Matrix movie. Like She's actually like an in-demand uh, actress right now, which is right up Marvel's alley. Uh, you know, definitely add her as uh, the actual Iron Fist because there's continuity there. Uh, I've never seen Iron Fist. I have no plans to see Iron Fist. But it'd be funny if they brought him back just to mm-hmm. immediately kill him. <laughs> and they're like, here's the real Iron Fist. They're like, ah, good. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Um <laughs> sorry, it just it just like the fact you guys hated him so much is still <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I, I this probably is a, a like a dumb one for me to even ask, but Bucky Barnes, like, is he coming back as a winter soldier for Captain America or with Sam Wilson? Or are we just gonna kind of close the book on Bucky? Ali, I'm gonna start with you we're going to see him again. I don't feel like we closed his arc. I think that he had an arc, you know, we saw him sort of come to terms with uh, some of the guilt that he was feeling, but I feel like they love to pair him with Sam. I think that we're going to see more of that dynamic. I think we'll see him, you know, in Captain America sequels, things like that. Uh, Tyler, just, just because we have a lot to still go through. Does anyone disagree that Bucky Barnes will not be back? Okay, we're all in unison on that. Listen, yeah. I, Rutgers class of 2004, I have to give him all the credit in the world and support. Um, here's one going back to the Netflix show, and they might have announced this, so I apologize if I didn't see this news. The Punisher. I feel like it's a no-brainer. You have to bring The Punisher back, but is it John Bernthal? And let's face it, that Netflix series was a the hardest of ours. Do we see him back in the Disney version of those Netflix, of the street level Marvel um, characters? God, I couldn't think of the word. Al, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Punisher, what do you got? Yeah, I think he's probably the next of the Netflix people to come over. Um, It's the easiest, I believe, in terms of like now we we threw Daredevil in there. Maybe right up there with Jessica Jones. yeah, because we already they've already we've only pretty much Jessica Jones is like, yeah, she's coming back. Like we've, we've pretty much all heard that news, mm-hmm. uh, all but said. But will it be Burnthal though? Yeah, it has to be. I think the chemistry between him and Charlie Cox was fantastic. I think he was one of the best casted, um, like perfect for the role in the 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 Netflix shows. Like that was like Marvel's cinematic universe level of casting. Uh, because it just it was just so on the money um yeah, yeah. i, I want to see burnthal back asap tyler and ali just given everything we've seen that like how family friendly stuff is but we know that disney is putting some r-rated stuff on on disney plus and of course disney plus is probably going to be changing soon this is the rumor the innuendo punisher is it back and do you want it to be burnthal to be Bernthal because I do think he's very charismatic and I think I think he was really fantastic on Daredevil specifically I didn't love the Punisher series it 
was hit and miss to me at times, but I thought he was really fantastic. The only thing is he, Tyler and I both laugh a little bit about it, where the only thing that was sort of a miss for, for me at least was he did seem very Southern for a character that's supposed to be from like New York. So there would be areas where I was like, why like Punisher ended up kind of being this full on Southern show. And it's like, are you supposed to be like a New York guy? It's from uh, Cherry Hill. You know, they have, <laughs> they have South, they have like this weird Southern accent in South Jersey. Do they? They do, but it, that's totally a lie by me. It, it, it felt funny. more like he was having trouble shaking uh, Shane from The Walking Dead, like from his character repertoire. You can't protect that. Rick. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think he puts in the work. I think he's really fun to watch. And I think he has aspects where he's really great. Like when he was given that monologue up against the, the tombstone and Daredevil about his family. Fantastic. I think he's great. I think it all depends how hard are Disney Plus is willing to go. And I think if you do need to take your family friendly audience and start shoving an R rating down their throat, uh, I can't think of anyone better than The Punisher. Yeah. Okay, guys, the last one I'm going to do, because some of these, some of the ones I had on my list were like, definitely, we, we know they're coming back or you go, we've already talked about them. The last one will be Luke Cage, uh, sticking in that Defenders universe. Will Luke Cage be back? So, uh, Ali, I'm going to go throw that to you. Luke Cage, back? I would really hope so. I think we left him in a really interesting point where he was kind of taking a slightly villainous turn. We got a little bit of resolution for that when he had a little bit of a cameo on uh, Jessica Jones, but we didn't really know what happened with him. And I, I really think that the show found itself really well. And I think Mike Coulter, he's not always the best actor, but he swings for the fences and he really tries. And there's a lot of sincerity to him. And that character meant a lot to a lot of people. Like when I talked to like young black men that are, you know, working in New York, they were telling me how exciting it was to see this show, like with a black superhero, like that that's filming in New York. And I think that that, you know, having it mean so much and having everything happen with Chadwick Boseman, I think that we should, you know, see him again. I would love to. Uh, Tyler, any thought, additional thoughts? Uh, no, Ali hit the nail on the head. We are, we are another character we're in perfect sync on. Yeah, he really deserves to come back. And season two of Luke Cage ranks up there with among the Defender shows, like top two or three. Like it's very good and a huge improvement on season one. Um, I'd love to see Luke Cage, Mike Coulter's Luke Cage come back. You have 9,000 episodes of Daredevil coming next year. You're going to need characters in there. Have not seen any of it, so I don't know. But I've heard a rumor there might be a podcast about it next year. Uh, but, Al, I mean, you think Luke Cage should come back? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd love to see him back in Daredevil or in anything. He was great. He was just every time he was on screen he was he's very dreamy very dreamy man uh mike Coulter, and uh it's fun uh i disagree about season i i remember liking season two a lot but i remember just that first half of season one being excellent because of Cottonmouth. obviously it's uh mahershala ali i think his name is um he was fantastic fantastic in that show you mean blade <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> That's exactly who, what I mean. Who, by the, the way, ones know him as Cottonmouth. He's also Cottonmouth. Yeah. I. By the way, I did watch the end of, of Eternals, and I was like, "How could you think that was anyone but Mahershala Ali?" I was uh, in a theater, and you don't see him. Uh, the yeah. voice is so definitive, though. But let's move on to what we're the big part of the podcast, and this is 
stunt casting where we just get to go bonkers with who we want with all these proposed roles that are all these roles that we know are going to be out there. And a couple like we kind of threw out there, you know, because X-Men are coming soon eventually. So let's move on to what was the inspiration for this podcast? Wonder Man, of course, Simon Williams. Apparently, you know, there was the whole rumor um, that he was going to be in the, one of the Guardians movies and it was Nathan Fillion. Everyone thought it was amazing, but it ended up on the cutting room floor and never filmed. I can't remember which is the case. So we are going to get a series. Ben Kingsley is already in it. Who? I'm going to go with mine first because I, I've heard he's been tossed with Marvel, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I would kind of love to see it. I would love to see especially if it's a comedy with Ben Kingsley, Henry Cavill as Wonder Man. I think it's a little bit of an out. It's not, it's, you know, John Hamm might be the better choice, but I think, man, that would be a pretty good one because I've seen The Man from Uncle, and, you know, Henry Cavill can be funny when he needs to be, and he's got the physique. We've all seen Mission Impossible. He can fight. And, you know, Superman, obviously. Um I don't know if that's the best choice, but I'd love to hear everyone else's. Ali, casting director extraordinaire, who would you cast as Simon Williams, a.k.a. Wonder Man, in the so, new upcoming Marvel series? This is not a character that I am very familiar with. Um, so I had, a, you know, I had to kind of brainstorm a little bit. So um, I, I actually was very impressed with Jamie Dornan, you know, the, the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. My second pick. Yeah, so I, I was very impressed with him after I didn't like it. I saw all the Fifty Shades movies. I love hate watching movies. They're not great. I didn't think he was great in them, and I didn't think he was attractive or anything. But then we watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, and he's very funny in it. He has a song. He does all this dancing. His he, he spontaneously ripped his shirt open, and it turns out that was an improvisation. And seeing that side of him, seeing that he was so willing to be so goofy and was able to like be funny, it made me think like I could actually see him as a leading man in other things and see him do those kinds of levels. He was actually, he was my, I was vacillating between the two. So I could definitely see it. Al, who is your stunt cast for, or who would you cast for Wonder Man? I'm trying to think. Oh, I got it. Brandon Routh. Wow. Interviewed on the popbreak.com, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but so you need I like, like a you need like a stupidly attractive man because it has to be an actor. And like Brandon Routh can like and like also I don't know if like he's like dim-witted or any of that kind of stuff. I don't know if like I don't remember the, the Wonder Man character a lot in the, the comics and stuff, but like if he's supposed to be like a dumb actor, doesn't know what he's doing, you know, that kind of thing. Brandon Roth can play that amazingly. Like go back and watch Scott Pilgrim. Um, you know, he's fantastic playing all these different kind of roles and stuff in legends of tomorrow. Um, yeah. yeah. And you know, he's got the, the superhero bona fides at this point. Bona fides. Um, I, I think that would be fun. Tyler. Uh, so this was like, Ali. I'm not super familiar with this character. I actually started to look him up just because of the Ben Kingsley news and to do this podcast. I also, since he was at the top of the list of stunt casting in my brain, I was like, well, Marvel's probably going to want to go younger. So you're going to hear my list get progressively older as I give up as we go. But for this one, um, I think maybe it's just because Ali and I just finished watching the third season of the uh, Netflix show. Never have I ever. 
Uh, very young cast, but from what it seemed, it does seem like Wonder Man needs to be a little naive, a bit of a physical specimen, and able to play sort of torn between the easy thing to do and the difficult thing to do, um, or the valorous thing to do. So oh, I'm going with Darren Barnett, who, if you watch Never Have I Ever, plays Paxton Hall Yoshida. Yeah. I think he's young. I think he can pull off grown man. And I think he can play, he can walk that line of like that conflict really easily. He does it a lot on the show. The actor's older than you think though. I think he's like in his thirties. Yeah, he is. He is. He's older than you think, but he's like, it's a little like Sarah Hyland. Like you don't cast her as the mom, even if she's like 40. How old is he? Yeah, he's 31. What? He's Al's age. And Al, you look at least 10 years older than him. And that's not a comment on you looking old. This guy looks like a teenager. Oh, okay. Easily. No, you still, trust still, me, you shave that beard off. I know you look like a baby. Still, um, still insulting somehow. I know. What's me? I, I, you, lot, you defended a lot, but it was still pretty insulting. He, he's my age too, Al. I get it. Yeah, yep. I mean, I'm, listen, it's my natural tone. All right. So I, I love I'll those picks. It. Here's the big one. It's the Fantastic Four, uh, which we're going to be hearing about. Al did not prepare for any of this. I did, uh, I did produce this ahead of time. No, so, I didn't. I didn't prepare for the Boston accent for Fantastic. Well, no, Four. because that's uh, what you call that's from Family Guy. He's like Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, small amount of peas. It's like something he like. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, I know it's, what you're it's something he chants. And my wife, and I, anytime I mention Marvel, she's like Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, and I'm like, <laughs> it's an inside joke. Only me and my wife have. Um, so at D23, apparently, we're going to get this cast. A lot of people have been thrown off or names thrown off. I, I found I, there's a lot of articles about names and possibilities. So let's do when we list ours, like we're going to do the whole team. So Tyler, I'm going to start with you. Ooh, okay. Interesting. I went sort of individual, but now, so now I'm, I haven't given thought to how well all of mine will mesh, but ah, it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm, I'm running through it here. You know what? Right. When they made the other two Fantastic Four films, they didn't think about it either. So just like, just go <laughs> Very for true. Yeah, hey, listen, it was right there. I had to take it. So I'm for Mr. Fantastic. I'm going to go with a kind of outside there, outside idea. Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, he's a bookish type who also just so happens to be very physically capable. Uh, I'm going to give it to, William Jackson Harper from The Good Place. Fantastic. I think that could be like a Literally. good sort of out there casting. Multiple lists he was on. Yeah, he's got, and it's a great idea. He's got great range. He can play drama. He can play like charm and charisma. And the guy is ripped. It's like Stupid. superhero ripped for no reason. He's like groundskeeper Willie when he pops his shirt on. Literally, if you read um, interviews or uh, I think I interviewed him years ago um, at a Comic-Con. And uh, the reason he was so ripped was he was told that he was going to have a shirtless scene. So he said, oh, I should go get in shape. And then he just kept going. <laughs> like he, he went, he like, just like the character, like obsessed over it and just got to like a crazy insane. They were just like so shocked, I believe. I, uh, I Yeah. I would probably do the same thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got Mr. Fantastic. I love that pick. Who do we have as the Invisible Woman? Yes, so Sue Storm, uh, you know, one of her things... By she's the way, I love that name more than Invisible Woman. I'm just saying. But. Same. It's like yeah. a superhero name itself. Yeah. Um, I, I had two choices here, and I'm torn between who to go with. It's someone who needs to be tough, but also kind of maternal. And so a lot of lists I saw had Natalie Dyer from Stranger Things. 
But my, I think the choice I'm going to go with is I think Lily Reinhardt can do strong, but also kind of like that softer maternal side where she leads the team a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go with her for Sue Storm. Um, I was also toying with Selena Gomez, but I think that's just because I love only murders in the building. Well, hey, listen, who doesn't listen? Who do you uh, have as the Human Torch, as previously played by Michael B. Jordan and Chris Evans? Yeah. Um, this is another one. I had a few. I toyed with Aiden Gallagher from Umbrella Academy, but I'm like, no, you just want him to have more work. Yep. Uh, but he, I think he can nice. do well. Still but too I, young. A bit too young. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Joe Keery. Okay. That's also. From, also from Stranger Things. The, also my pick. Um, ah. Ben Grimm, a.k.a. The Thing. This one I had some difficulty with. I thought maybe Michael Dorman, if anyone's seen the uh, Amazon Prime show Patriot, it's a really great show, dark comedy. Check it out. I think he could do a good job. But I think because Ben Grimm essentially gets to be a VO character once like it happens, um, I couldn't shake like that Bill Hader might be able to do something fun with it. So, uh, I'll give you some of the names later after that I read. Um <laughs> Allie, who do you have? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I forgot Dr. Doom because we don't know if he's going to be a real thing or not, but I know he's kind of integral in the uh, in battle world. So in for, for Secret War. So would you have anyone for him? Yeah, I'm going to throw out two names as well that I really couldn't choose between. Uh, there's a lot of buzz around Vigo Mortensen, and I think that would be awesome. That would be good. I also think, um, although he doesn't really have the build that people associate with Dr. Doom, I think Killian Murphy might also be able to do something cool with it. I mean, yeah, chameleon. Uh, Allie, let's get your Fantastic Four. I'm going to start in reverse order. Dr. Doom. So I also had Killian Murphy on my list because I love him. I think he plays a a really great villain in Batman Begins when he's like... Yeah, <laughs> we didn't discuss this at all. Normally no. we do, but it was hard. But we didn't talk it's about a little. It's almost a little too cute, but okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, Killian Murphy. Yep, I love him. I think he plays a great villain in uh, Red Eye, Batman Begins. Yes, he's so good. Um, the other name that I had was Christoph Waltz because he plays like just a consummate villain, and he would be fun to see play like a cartoonish, like comic book stereotypical villain. We we haven't really gotten that from him. So I would, I think he would, he could be good too, depending on sort of the, I'm hoping they don't go with like a 20 something cast, which is what I'm worried they'll do. I'd like for them to go a little bit older. Um, We did get him is a comically uh, bad villain in the green Hornet. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never yeah. saw that one. Uh, you're good. Off. Good. Don't. Uh, no, not good. The thing. The thing, I had the hardest time with the thing. A lot of people are saying Channing Tatum, but I don't think you hire Channing Tatum to not show the physicality of Channing Tatum. So I actually, I also chose from Umbrella Academy and I said Tom Hopper. We've seen him okay. do, you know, the big bulky, like tragic hero story. I think he would be ready to do something with Fantastic Four. I'd like to see him do that. Excellent choice. What about the Human Torch? Human Torch, I would love to see Jensen Ackles. I think he's proved wow. himself multiple right. times. He was fantastic on the boys. He shows that he can play like all of these levels, but he's, he does a great job with comedy, with being sarcastic. And that's what you really want from Johnny Storm in a lot of ways. And I think he would be great. Uh, Sue Storm. Sue Storm. I had a harder time. I don't quite know. I I have two names. So I have Lake Bell, who I think we really haven't gotten to see her do a lot of leading lady stuff. And I think she's done a really great job with the voice work in Harley Quinn. 
So I'd like to see her actually do a live action superhero um, or Emily Blunt. We saw her husband, you know, take on the role, but I think Emily Blunt is just so multi-talented. I think she could fit. I have her name in a couple of like dream castings for Marvel, but I think she could do a really great job. She's very strong, but also seems very intelligent, which she would need to be. And finally, Mr. Fantastic. So this is, I've had a dream of this actor joining the MCU. And I think the MCU has tried him for a few roles and just haven't found the right role. But I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Wow, all right. I think he... He seems very intelligent. He gives off the the impression of being very intelligent. I think that's needed. But he also is somebody that's ripped. I could buy being actually a superhero, beating somebody up. And I think he's just really fun all around. I really enjoy watching him. So I'm going to give you a few more minutes so you could come up with yours. <laughs> uh, I'll go off with mine. I'll go. Wait, can I can I go through mine real quick? Yeah, no, no. If you have it, yes, definitely. I do. Okay, so Mr. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. No, can I can I do reverse order? Okay, Doctor Doom. All right, it's going to hit it harder. Doctor Doom, I want Dan Stevens. Oh, you son of a bitch. That is... I want Dan Stevens because... Uh, he literally I remember... 10 other roles in the MCU as well, but that's... Correct. I remember hearing a storyline like in passing about Doctor Doom where he is so vain that he's not terribly scarred under his mask he has one like little scar and he thinks he's completely disfigured like that's how you pitched this idea like two years ago on our damn stevens like yeah 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 yeah. i think it's stuck with me because like what better person than like literally one of the most beautiful people on the planet damn stevens is my dr doom for sure and he's a great actor too and i think he would crush it um the the thing Yep. Okay. The thing is a cheeky Marvel move. Someone that they've wanted forever in the MCU and like is probably never going to happen, but like it's just a voiceover role. So it'd be super easy. Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that is, that is out there, man. That would be, that would be cool. Yeah. Because I'm also trying to piece, like he's supposed to be like best friends with Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. So it can't be like a, you know, uh, 45 50 year old man and like a 30 year old like they can't be they can't be that much of an age gap so they have to be like relatively the same age okay uh johnny storm okay uh johnny storm i said this before too on a podcast riz ahmed oh you have Ooh, great choice God you. Pick. Yeah. um uh sue storm okay so i'm gonna do these together because it's gonna hit harder you ready for this yeah my sue storm and my Mr. Fantastic would be Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Because everyone and their mom is saying, oh, it has to be John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. And Marvel's already like, oh, here's your John. This is your Mr. Fantastic. You want it. Here you go. And then they killed him off. Like, what better way? Like, we're going to get the second most famous couple. And we're going to get Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively because Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool in the MCU. And guess what? You don't ever see him as Ryan Reynolds that much. So they could easily, especially in like future movies, they can have him playing more of like a, you know, serious role. And it could be kind of, you know, against type, if you will. You could see that classic, like those silver wings. Like, yeah, uh, Yeah, you can. So that's mine. 
Oh man, mine mine seemed like crap compared to these years right there. So Mr. Fantastic, I couldn't get past John Krasinski. Uh, so I'm gonna stick with the Durst. They might still go with him because you know, timey wimey, they could figure something out. Um, as for the, for Sue Storm, I went younger. Um, and they it just I saw this on a site and the name is just stuck with me. And I don't know if Sue Storm is the right character or someone else. Sersha Ronan in the MCU, I think is like the next, like who's that next Oscar winner or Oscar, not perennial Oscar nominee going with her. I don't know if it's the greatest pick. I also went Joe Keery as Johnny storm. I think it's a great pick. Um, the thing I went with someone who like is kind of short and stocky and has like the voice for it. And that's Dan Fogler who was in the fantastic beasts movie. He was also in the walking dead. And as Dr. Doom, I went older and I went with Javier Bardem. Uh, I think he's great choice. He's just, if anyone could get that voice, we've saw it in No Country for Old Men. We saw it in my favorite Bond movie of all time, Skyfall. He just has this imposing, uh, he cuts this imposing figure and this imposing voice. I think he'd be fantastic. And, and again, he played someone who was physically scarred, facially scarred, I should say, in Skyfall. And it was great. All right, let's go into, let's go to a quick one where it's Black Panther, <laughs> try it again, Black yeah. Panther, Wakanda Forever. This isn't a stunt cast, but this is who will be, because we see an image of someone in the Black Panther outfit. Now, we unfortunately lost Chadwick Boseman. We know someone is picking up the mantle. For me, there's been a lot of rumors who this will be. I am going to go with the, the Nakia slash played by Lupita Nyong'o that she is going to be the Black Panther because she is she is uh, someone who fights for her country. She fights for her people. She was, you know, in love with uh, Chadwick Boseman, was likely going to be the queen uh, if she wanted to. And I think that she would be keeping Lupita Nyong'o in the MCU. I think would be a very, very wise move, especially in a leading role. You're, you're trying to replace Chadwick Boseman, Oscar nominee, great actor, has a presence. She is an Oscar winner, has the presence. I think she would be the perfect person to take up the mantle, uh, although I'm sure I'll be wrong. Al, what do you got? I would like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. I would like that. I, I mean, I think all signs point to Shuri, even though she's kind of like the um, Ezra Miller of the MCU. <laughs> Not as where, bad. But yeah. Where, where like, for, for reasons unknown, we're kind of stuck with her. Um, yeah, I I really loved her in, in Black Panther, too. So it's a, it's a damn shame that she's a, you know, crazy anti-vaxxer. Um, I don't know. I think I think you do a disservice to Chadwick Boseman if you replace him with another dude um, just in general. Like, you know, there's always rumors of like, oh, they're going to bring back Michael B. Jordan and he's going to yes. be good now and all that kind of stuff. Why, I guess, is my question. He he was like a straight up murderer, like like professional murderer. <laughs> so it's kind of odd. Um yeah, I, I I think it's going to be one of the two, uh, whether it's a uh, Shuri or Nikita. You know, it'd be really fucking cool though. Okoye. It would be. Why not? 
I think that'd be dope. Someone who people actually like and has a personality and has been with the with the MCU like consistently. It's it was literally um you know King T'Challa and her. So I think that would be cool and kind of uh a little out of left field, unexpected. Uh nice little twist that they could do. All right. Tyler. Um I think I like the idea of graduating one of the people in uh, the original Black Panther's orbit to uh, the title of Black Panther. I'm not as in love with the idea of making it uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character who I'm blanking on or Okoyo or any or Nakia, yeah, yeah, because I just feel like that they're they're badasses in their own right. They deserve to just be characters. The movie's Wakanda forever. In many ways, they are Wakanda. They are what make it special. Uh, whereas I think. Winston Duke's Mbaku might be great to really slot into that role. In the first movie, he tried to get the mantle of Black Panther, but was essentially unworthy. And then what we've seen throughout Black, the rest of that movie, Avengers, is we've seen him slowly become a better person, a better hero. And I think let's make Wakanda forever this guy whose tribe likes to exist outside of Wakanda learn how to be a better Wakandan, what that means, and ultimately climb the ranks to be the the worthy Black Panther. Um, and I think that it would be great if what, what Wakanda forever was, his arc of learning what it means to be a Wakandan. Plus, I believe like Winston Duke, when at like shortly after Chadwick Boseman died and they decided what they were going to do with Wakanda forever, there were rumors that they like upped the hell out of his contract. So it seems like the writing might be on the wall. Allie, what about you? My my want and like my support is behind Okoye. I think that Denai Guerra was the funnest to watch fight. Like that was sort of where I was basically like, who do I want to see fighting more? Who do I want to see leading more? Who, I, who do I want to just see as like the pivotal person in this movie? And I love Denai Guerra. I think that she is a great, like she'd be a great leader. I think that she would do some really awesome choreography. I think like an out of left field choice would be Daniel Kalua. I can never pronounce not, his name right. He's, but, not, in the, he's but, not in the movie, apparently. But he's, maybe that's a very hardcore, like, like maybe they're really burying the lead there. <laughs> he, be, he's sure. come out and said he's not in it. Everyone's saying that. What if the mask comes off and we're all like, ah, they had us. That's why he's, he's my out of left field choice. But I do hope it's Denaguera because I, I love her. She is great. Uh, let's look at, I don't know, one second. Uh, Al, is there any other movies, like, because I, I have a couple questions and we're heading into the finale. The couple last uh, ones here, any ones that we haven't touched upon that wasn't in my notes? I don't think none that we need to okay. address at the moment. I think so it's a quick one, too, of what characters we think are going to end up in the Thunderbolts. We've mentioned a few. So for me, I think we're going to see Zemo. We're gonna, obviously going to see Yelena and the U.S. agent. I think we also see Ghost and Justin Hammer. That are those are my picks, um, Tyler. What about you? Sure. Uh, you know, similar to Wonder Man, I'm not super crazy familiar with the Thunderbolts, but giving it a cursory look, uh, other than the ones you mentioned, because I agree with all of those ones that are just kind of on the table for Marvel to scoop up right now are um, Bullseye, Bushmaster, Hawkeye, and I think Venom. 
all of whom have been in some iteration of the Thunderbolts, as, as I understand it, um, and all of whom exist in some capacity within the MCU already. It'd just be a matter of kind of scooping them up and giving them a quick line of dia- explanation dialogue. Venom is a very, very interesting. That's very, very interesting. Ali, what about you with Thunderbolts? Um, also, I'm not very familiar with them either. Like, these are... I thought they were the Thunderbirds. And I'm like, why does Marvel have the marionette show? I don't get this. And then someone's like, dude, come on. I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. I think that's where my brain went too. So I was like, what? Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is another one I'm not super familiar with. But, you know, I am hoping we get the Swordsman. I feel like this is maybe a place we could fit him in. And he was just so much fun. And I feel like he really has places he could go. So I would like to see him. I Like I said before, I'd like to see Ghost. So I'm hoping that we do, uh, that the rumors are true there. And I would also like to see Bullseye. We left him um, in Daredevil at a very interesting place. And I think that that actor specifically really has a lot more that he could do. And I'd like to see, you know, where he would go. I would not like to see the current version of Venom because I, I'm not, those movies I think are just train wrecks. And I think like they've, <laughs> never done, they've never done Venom right on the big screen. I'd like to see a change. Like I like Tom Hardy, but the, the, the writing is just horrible. It's goofy. And I'd like to see like a different version of Venom, but not the current iteration. Al, what about you? I don't know. I, I think I think everyone you've said is probably most likely going to be in it. You know, I, I think... My, I think the swordsman was probably the one that I would say, like, kind of out of left field, like, throw him in there just for continuity's sake. Plus, Tony Dalton makes anything better. Um, I'm just pumped for it. I think just anything with Zemo is going to be pretty fun, and I'm excited. All right, guys, let's get into the heavyweight one, the heavyweight category, X-Men. Um, there's been a lot of rumors that we're going to, you know, we dropped the M word in Miss Marvel. Mutants are out there, of course, even though I didn't watch it <laughs> yet. The Multiverse of Madness, we had Patrick Stewart as Professor X proper-ish, I guess, in the film. So, but there has also been talks about recasting him. And, and you know, Patrick Stewart is not young either. So let's go right down. Um, for me, I'm going to go first. So I just set the table for everyone. For Professor X, I went with Chalk on this one. I went with the one everyone's been talking about, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes. What more do you need? I don't know. He'd be perfect. Uh, As Wolverine, I saw this rumored somewhere, something on site, and I was like, I can't get it out of my head. Although I don't know if he'd he'd be too old for the role. is uh, Or too busy for the role, I should say. Carl Urban would love to he looks too much like a wolverine anyway so i think he'd be great uh gene gray i'm gonna go house of the dragon and i'm gonna go with olivia cook uh i think she's really great in house of the dragon she's really just starting to get uh going there i think she could just strikes me as a gene gray if sophie turner hadn't already been the dark of uh, the phoenix and movie we don't really want to talk about it. she would have been a pick for me too uh as cyclops i'm actually gonna go with jamie dornan I think he would be a pretty good Cyclops and having him and Carl Urban fighting over uh, Jean Grey, I think would be comedy gold. And I put in Storm and for Storm, I went with uh, Sunika Martin Green uh, from Star Trek and The Walking Dead. Uh, If you guys have any other characters or people you would want to cast in there, uh, you know, X-Men characters and you're like, no, this is always who I've wanted as Colossus or Magneto. 
feel free to throw it in. Al, I'm going to go with you first so we can have our guests close out this segment. Uh, I agree with you and Professor X. Yeah. Uh, you also interviewed him like three times and you love him. He's probably the godfather to your next child. I'm, I'll ask. I don't know if he's going to say yes. Um, <laughs> be busy. Who knows? Wolverine, Taron Egerton, I think. Let's, just make it happen. I think that's kind of perfect. Um, I don't know if I have anyone in mind specifically for Jean Grey. That could potentially be a Lake Bell. I think that's kind of cool. Since you mentioned Lake Bell, I do love her. Um, Cyclops, you know, there's a million young 30 year old white dudes who could probably do it uh just scott scott eastwood jesus seriously like again it's gonna be something stupid like that just let it happen uh yeah i I like your storm pick too uh not honestly not much i would change here um yeah no this is this is it that's just this is about right right. and then in terms of characters i want to see uh give me Give me a Jubilee. I want to see a Jubilee. I think that'd be really fun. Um, just fucking finally do something with Gambit. Gambit. So shut up. Tired here about Channing Tatum not being able to make his Gambit movie. Just throw him in there and let him die 10 minutes in if you have to. I like Channing Tatum too. I just want to stop hearing about this movie. It's so annoying. Um, yeah, that's about it. Just, there's, uh, just give me all the X-Men. You know who they really have to throw in? Morph. You got to just throw that one in for the fans. Um, and, and casting is easy. He can be anyone, literally anyone. Literally, it could be me. Uh, but uh, so, Tyler, you're X-Men. Yes. Okay. This I had some fun with this one. I'm a huge fan of the 90s cartoon. And I've, I've said for years, like, screw you, Brian Singer. Just do the 90s cartoon with people. That's all you got to do to make this work. And I think we've got our best shot at seeing that. Uh, for Professor X... I had two that I couldn't really get out of my head. One shows up on a lot of lists and it makes, I can't tell if it makes sense or not, but it's Brian Cranston. And I can't tell if he was just bald and breaking bad and people are connecting dots. But the more I think about it, the more I think it would work. But my sort of uniquely me choice is uh, Victor Garber. I think he could do a lot of good with it. He's like an older mentor type. Wow. He did it on Alias. He did it on Flash. I think he can make, get it done. Um, Like that. For Wolverine, I had also Carl Urban, Taron Edgerton. The one I had that you guys didn't mention is I'm oh, I'm so I shouldn't have I should have looked up the pronunciation, but Pilu Asbeck, Euron Greyjoy. I think he's wow. got the look, and I think he can make it happen. He's he just has to play a crazy person with a heart of gold. We've seen him play a crazy person, and now just work on the heart of gold. <laughs> yes, I do like that a lot. Uh, Jean Grey, I had a lot of trouble with, uh, but I think I landed on because she actually does have so many layers and she's someone who's holding herself back. Uh, I went with killing Eve star Jodie Comer. I think there's a lot that lives within her that I think she could pull off with Jean Grey. She's on a lot of shortlists for, uh, Sue Storm as well. I saw that and I was like, yeah, that works, but it's also, it's it's tough because she could do anything. So I was like, give her more of a challenge than Sue Storm. And I think that might be Jean Grey if they if if Marvel ever allows anyone to touch Phoenix Saga with a ten foot pole ever again. Uh, and then for Storm, oh no, sorry for Cyclops. This guy was brought up earlier, but I couldn't shake uh, Tom Hopper. I think he's essentially playing a good little soldier who just does what Dad asks him to. 
Uh, and I think Tom Hopper has that look, the physicality. And I think he could play that kind of good little soldier type. I love that. It's great. And for, <laughs> and for Storm, I went with, and this is, an, I, I wish I could say I came up with this, but she's on almost every short list. But uh, Michaela Cole, I believe is how you pronounce her. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Michaela Cole. For, uh, I didn't watch. I may destroy you, but Allie will so, tell you that it is the best thing she's ever seen. I won't. Kayla is actually going to be in Wakanda forever in a pretty good role. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's in the trailer. Let me pull up her name. She is going to be. Come on. I guess I was reading all the old uh, uh, rumor lists. Uh, she yeah oh they don't give her a name she is playing basically as someone who goes rogue from the door melage and becomes like a, you know runs like a covert black ops version of it oh uh, damn yeah so she uh although she was rumored for storm they thought she was going to be storm in wakanda forever originally That's yeah that, i saw that a little bit too and i mean it'd be perfect especially because storm no one's really gotten storm right and having her have roots in wakanda would be awesome but yeah. anika is the name of the character Ah, well, then my storm got shot in the foot. I also saw Gina Torres as a possibility, but I think she might be on the older side of what Marvel wants to cast. But Gina Torres. And then one just for fun, I wouldn't mind. One of my favorites from the cartoon was Beast. And although Kelsey Grammer was like a sniper shot with casting, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing what uh, Jermaine Clement can do with it. (laughs) That's a good one. Thank you. Good one. I like it. Can I one up that with Matt Barry? Oh, Ooh, I thought of him too, but then I was like, "Are you just choosing British guys related to, <laughs> to what we do in the shadows?" But there's yes. nothing wrong with that. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Allie, please close us out. So for Professor X, I also had Giancarlo Esposito. I think that he's so different from Patrick Stewart, and I don't. I think Patrick Stewart's so iconic in that role. He's who everybody pictured when you know reading the comics that I think we need to go so different with him and have a different personality, different look, all of that. So I think that's spot on. For Jean Grey, I also said Emily Blunt. I think that she needs to have that vulnerability, but also strength to balance it out. I think Emily Blunt has shown that she's a great action hero in, uh, what was it, Day After Tomorrow or whatever it was, the one where, oh, End of Tomorrow. End where, of Tomorrow. Yeah. Live, I repeat. Yeah, she's fantastic. Edge, at, edge of Tomorrow. Edge right? of Tomorrow. But yeah, live die repeat was also the thing. Uh, so I think she would be great. So if she doesn't get Sue Storm, I'd like to see her as Jean Grey. Um, for Wolverine, I did also had Carl Urban because I think that he just like he has that right sort of just physicality, the voice. But if not him, I went sort of out of left field with Andrew Koji from Warrior, who I I think is just so underutilized. He's an amazing fighter. And I think he would be just to see him fight on the big screen, I think would be fantastic. He was just in, uh, what was it, Bullet Train? I think he needs to get a lot more attention. And I think he would have that intensity that's needed. Um, For Storm, I couldn't think I Lupita Nyong'o would have been perfect if she was not already, uh, yeah. you know, in the universe. So I really tried to think because I would love to see a woman who's actually from an African country. We had Halle Berry butchering the accent for so long that they just gave up on it by the third movie. Um, but I couldn't think of anybody perfect. So I thought of Emmy Raver Lampman, who's in, uh, again, Umbrella Academy. So I think she's very formidable. She's shown that she can play a superhero. I'd like to see her, you know, give it a try with Storm. Um, I also, who did I miss? 
Uh, Cyclops, I also said Jensen Ackles for this because I love Jensen Ackles and I want to see him in the MCU somehow. And I think he showed the the good soldier um, the personality with Supernatural, but he also, that's a role that could be so boring. And I think he's an actor that could bring some charisma to it. Um, for Nightcrawler, I also stole from Umbrella Academy. I think Robert Sheehan, who plays Klaus, would be so perfect. I would love to see him play that character. He is such a crazy person, but so lovable and so sensitive. I think he would be awesome. It's great. Uh, and I'd like to see Daniel Radcliffe as Beast. Wow. Interesting. I like that. He's a tiny little man. So seeing him turn into Beast, he's also kind of funny. I think people don't necessarily think he's as funny as he is. I think he would be fun. Uh, sorry, I have like a Daniel Radcliffe story that I can't tell in this podcast because it will be here for an hour, um, which I've told once and Al's is like, please stop. Uh, seven hour story. <laughs> it's like watching a Harry Potter movie. It was. <laughs> so guys, that is our Marvel predicting the MCU, uh, our, our casting of Marvel. Guys, thank you so much for, for listening. And uh, we're going to close it out. Uh, everyone just tell us where people can find you on social media. And uh, just give a little plug, a little pop culture recommendation or people, uh, something people can check out over the holiday weekend. So, Al, you've been you've been a busy boy. Uh, busy boy. You've been doing some things, man. So tell us all about all the stuff you've been shooting, where people can find you and what, what you're recommending. Yeah, you can find me at Al Manorino on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I recently covered The Shins at Franklin Music Hall for the popbreak.com which you can see on the popbreak.com uh, i also did some stuff for uh, nj.com which is a uh like our local when i say local i mean like the state's paper um i cover the video uh, mtv video music award red carpet uh which was part of a review for the vmas itself which was insane and still weird to say out loud uh, i also covered the red hot chili peppers and the strokes which was a huge show for me lifelong strokes fan uh so very excited to see that so you can see that on nj.com and then uh yeah got some stuff coming soon to uh, the popbreak.com including bill and i covering the see here now music festival which will have a review my photos as well as a podcast dedicated towards it because it is uh one of the things that bill and i love the absolute most uh that can be its own pop culture recommendation i will say that uh this one will be season three of bluey but more specifically the facey time episode uh facey talk episode uh which is basically uh the amazing people at bluey their take on facetime and kids playing on iphones and ipads it is freaking hilarious i made my wife watch it she's like i really watching bluey without our son at nine o'clock at night I'm yes. like yes we are because this episode is hilarious and you will laugh um so yeah sorry that was long but that's a lot of stuff uh blue season three was my recommendation last week um but yes al you know on the vma uh red carpet you know just happened to capture you know a couple of local celebrities like taylor swift and lizzo uh, you might have heard of these people i don't know also al might be having an interview coming up on the popbreak.com real soon with a, a band that he talks about all the time spoiler I forgot about that yeah, yeah you shouldn't because it has to go up <laughs> on the site uh, okay yeah. so doing that tomorrow uh great tyler ally tell us where people can find you and um you know donate to your registry and your you know all that <laughs> sort of things and your pop culture recommendation ally after you uh so you can find me on twitter and instagram at anal retentive a-n-e-l-r-e-t-e-n-t-i-v-e 
Um, you can also find my writing on parade.com. I write about entertainment, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and my pop culture recommendation is going to be Hunt for the Wilder People. If you like Taika Waititi, this is directed by him, written by him. He has a small role in it. Uh, stars Sam Neill and Julian Dennison, who was in uh, Deadpool 2. Really, really funny. You can watch it with your parents. There's no like nudity or anything that's going to make you uncomfortable. And it's just a, it's a good feel good movie. Tyler? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler McCarthy. Uh, you can find my writing at USA Insider. We're doing a lot of cool stuff there, uh, specifically ramping up for the season two premiere of Chucky, uh, which was already my pop culture recommendation on this podcast. So I'm going to rattle off three rapid fire that all came up on this very episode. Uh, one of my favorite shows, it's off the air now, but it really deserves some attention. It's Patriot on Amazon Prime, really great dark comedy. The creator went on to do Ultra City Smiths, which I'm excited to see. Um, Harley Quinn, which just got renewed for season four is a fantastic, hilarious comedy. And last, I will plug this show, uh, until the day I die season three, I believe just, just started filming or just wrapped filming, but warrior on HBO max. If you are a Bruce Lee fan, if you are an Andrew Koji fan, if you are a watching awesome fight scene, San, uh, fan watch warrior. Oh, also our podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Knock up goals for the, the, the pop break. Uh, you can find it on the breakcast feed every other Saturday. Not couple goals where we review romantic thrillers, uh, sometimes with super awesome guests, particularly our October 1st episode where Bill will be joining us to talk about ghost and to teach me how to properly pronounce Patrick Swayze's name. Yeah, I don't, yeah, he did it. Good job. Because uh, you kept saying Schwazy, and I'm just like, he's not a early to mid aughts like you know white rapper. Uh, but uh, as for me, I am at Bodkin Writes on Twitter, W R I T E S, where it's mostly just weird statements about wrestling that most of you won't get, uh, and retweets and postings from thepopbreak.com. Uh, since this is the beginning of September, this is our anniversary month. Thirteen years on September 29th. When I launched this site out of my uh, apartment in Seagirt, New Jersey, while my then girlfriend, now wife uh, and mother of my child, uh, was like, I want to eat. Can you just launch this website, dude? Um, so that's the humble beginnings. Uh, check us out every single day. We're talking movies, TV, music, uh, comic books, anime, pro wrestling, all sorts of great stuff. We have tons and tons of music content this year. It's so awesome to finally have music content after two years a complete dearth. Uh, we have um, a great uh, review coming from our music editor and, um, you know, uh, podcast, regular Cat Manos. Uh, it's, uh, uh, what was it called again? Like, not another picnic. What was it called? The the festival? Oh, um, wait. This is going to be, uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'll just look it up on our Instagram. Wait, we're going to get it right out. Yeah, get it right out. Make it happen. All right. Ain't no picnic festival. This, I think it's this ain't no picnic. This ain't no picnic festival. This ain't no picnic festival. Which she got these amazing shots, especially of a band that we've been trying to shoot for over a decade, LCD sound system, which we're so stoked about. Great shots of the strokes, Phoebe Bridgers, like an amazing lineup. She does an outstanding job with that. Uh, so go check that out. This will probably be, that'll be up after Labor Day weekend. Um as for my pop culture, oh, also follow the pop break on Instagram and Twitter at the pop break. And my pop culture recommendation is actually going to be um, 
Well, keep checking out She-Hulk because it's been great. Uh, keep checking out how it's actually going to be House of the Dragon, which we talked about last week. But episode two finally dropped. I had a lot of questions about this series, and I think a lot of those questions and worries were assuaged by what's been happening. I think this is actually a very good continuation of Game of Thrones and kind of a nice palate cleanser from that horrible last season. So yes, definitely check that out. If you're on the fence, like give it a shot, like watch those first two episodes. I think you'll get back into it. Um, But also check out all the podcasts I do besides this one. I do Bill versus the MCU, which drops once a month on the breakcast feed. We're going to be doing two next month. Actually, we're talking about the D23 um, announcements as well as Shang-Chi, the Eternals and all the 2021 movies. And then I'm also doing the Pop Break uh, TV, the TV break, which is our flagship podcast on the Pop Break TV feed. We're going to be talking about the Emmys. So next week, we're going to be heading back to Middle Earth because we are going to be talking about the new Amazon Prime series, Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power. And before we go, an early congratulations and best of luck and a lifetime of happiness to Tyler and Allie on their uh, impending nuptials. And these same best wishes goes out to Ben Murkison and his uh, fiance out in Las Vegas right now. So thank you guys for joining us. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend.